Welcome to the Witchy Lifestyle Podcast, bringing you cues and clues from nature and that good witchy stuff. Welcome back to the Witchy Lifestyle Podcast. I'm Kalina Lawless. I'm Patsy Henneberry. And this is episode 31, Death Doula with Jennifer Doherty. Um, hi, Jennifer. Welcome to the Hello. show. Hello, ladies, and thank you. So I met Jennifer some years ago, probably about five years ago, and uh, she's a very cool gal. She introduced me to some drumming circles. We did some belly dance. We went on some little road trips and adventured. Um, Jennifer is an extremely down-to-earth and open-minded and interesting person, and one of her many uh, talents and skills is being a death doula. Uh, she, um, has a lot of info and a lot of insight to offer. So I'm really looking forward to this podcast and, um, yeah, I think you will get a lot out of this. So, okay. What, what is a death doula? Let's just start there for anybody that doesn't know. Okay. So a death doula offers physical, emotional, and spiritual support to the dying person and their families. And it's during, like before death and during the process of death and after. And I'll go into the before and the during, but after is like when everything's all done and all the casseroles stop coming in and all that, um, the death doula steps back in. How are you doing? What do you need now? Like, so that kind of thing. Um, And I tell people, when your soul arrives, you consult with a birth doula. So when it's time for a soul to depart, it's time to consult with a death doula. So, yeah, and we do not replace or compete with any medical professionals or counseling or hospice or funeral professionals. We complement and collaborate with them. And we just help you navigate all the resources and options that are available to you. Fascinating. That sounds, yeah, that sounds like something that's um, definitely needed in a society that uh, likes to sweep death under the rug and not, um, and not want to talk about it after, after the funeral. Yeah. Right. I know we've done a previous podcast on, grief and healing from grief and I actually didn't know that the death doula was like an after the fact thing either so Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool I've said in my podcast before like when people are gone and like you said the casseroles stop rolling in and all that stuff that's when the grief sits in and and everything is supposed to go back to normal but it doesn't that's right it's, it's awesome to know that you know you we have the death doula option that's Mm -hmm. actually the hardest part yeah (laughs) you know so that's yeah Yeah. amazing there's a support out there yeah and um a death doula it's not a new trend or fad our ancestors did it Mm -hmm. you know people died at home and the women were the caregivers the midwives during birth and that time of death You know, the women use their lotions and their potions and their healing hands, right? And it would make sense that we we bring life into the world and we see it out. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. 
So like how, how did you get interested in being a death doula? What was that call? Like, how did that look like for you? When did you realize it? And like, what, what was that moment? Well, I, I have a strong connection with my ancestors. I will mm-hmm. admit that. And so I blame part part of it on them. <laughs> they, <laughs> they urged me to do it. And I can hear them cackling when I say that. That was but, me. No, <laughs> <laughs> that was you, yes. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, and I I don't know, a few years ago I stumbled upon it like death doula. Like, what is that? So I researched it a little bit and 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 I I mean I'm human too. If you're crying, I'm gonna cry with you. Like, you know, but I stand up pretty well in times of death and grief. And, you know, I've been a human service counselor for over 30 years. So I've always been in the caregiving role too. You know, I've experienced a lot of trauma and grief and loss. And so I've helped people already through that. And so I did a lot of research and for a resource that resonated with me for the training. And I wanted something that, you know, had credentials for all of Canada and all this. So Anyway, and I finally stumbled upon Douglas College in British Columbia. And yes, you can go to the college in British Columbia, but they send their instructors out to major cities throughout Canada and offer classes. So I thought, well, that's cool. And they were going to come to Halifax. And of course, with all the stuff going on in the last few years, Uh, they kept canceling it. And then I just kept watching, you know, and I was just like, man, like, I'd really like to do that. And then in 2022, they were coming to Halifax, it looked like, you know, the coast was clear. But then due to the unpredictabilities, they canceled it again. And I had already paid my registration, and I was making plans, I had my week booked off, and I was looking forward to you know, just shutting the outside world off and immersing myself into that. And I couldn't go to Halifax. It was canceled again. And I was really disappointed. And I initially thought, I'm just going to ask for my registration back. I'm all zoomed out. I can't do it online. Like, you know, so. But anyway, they offered it online virtually. And I thought, Oh, what the heck, you know, I've come this far, I'll get my foot in the door, see what I, how I feel about it. And, you know, that was a kind of like a blessing in disguise, because our instructor was in BC, and she was a walking, talking encyclopedia. And on, on our course, we had a lady in Ontario, I was the only one in New Brunswick at that time. And there were several in Nova Scotia, one in PEI, and a few in Newfoundland. And so I met all these fabulous people. And due to the circumstance, the instructor went above and beyond, and she had um, special speakers come online with us every day about certain topics. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. And so I've maintained contact with a lot of those people. And I... I now, um, I belong to a network of over 40 death doulas in Atlanta, Canada. Wow. Good for you. Wow. Yeah, that's great. 
And so probably if I was just in that classroom in Halifax, that wouldn't have evolved. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that's great. It's a great story. Uh, I would think it would take like a, a unique or a special kind of person to want to be a death doula. Like, what do you think, like, what do you think the qualities are of somebody that would get involved in being a death doula? Well, you've got to be open and willing to talk about death. <laughs> yeah. uh, not very many people want to talk about death. And sort of. <laughs> or grief or loss or a terminal illness like yeah. you know even yeah. all you those know, taboo conversations that yeah. nobody wants to talk about yeah yeah miscarriage cancer suicide any of it all of it no one wants to talk about it so you have to be open to that and you mm-hmm. have to be open to everybody's religion and background you know mm-hmm. one one burial or ceremony you know, it's not a one size fits all, you know, and we have so many cultures now in our area and you have to be knowledgeable and respectful of their wishes too, right? Like, so you have to be very open and you have to be a good listener, like, you know, not just ramble on about your doula work. Like, it's very important to be a good listener and compassionate, like show your human side, you know, we're all yeah. Yeah. And I tell people, like I said a minute ago, like I'm human too. Like if I'm with you, there will be tears in my eyes. There will be tears down my cheeks. Like, you know, but you, you're not going to have to support the doula, but you know, I'm, you know, I, you just have to be human too. I don't know you, but I suspect that people come to you easily and like to cry on your shoulder and tell you their whole story and you don't even know why they do that but they do it easily because of the person that you are that they don't even know that you are no thank you thanks um yeah and I'm all about empowering people you know I'm I'm not going to give them all the answers I'm not going to enable this these are your resources go do your work you know or I'll be with you while you do your work. But I'm all big on empowering people. Like, here's the resources. Here, here's your options. Like, I'm here if you need me. But because you feel better, right? If you have control in your of your own life and you're feel empowered in all your choices to the bitter end. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. already, like my perception of being a being a death doula are like having a death doula come into your home has already changed just from talking to you because I guess I had always thought of it as being like something like one person will be like, okay, I'm dying. And I want somebody there like while I'm dying. And it's kind of blowing my mind right now that you could bring a death doula like into your home for your whole family Uh to like support that whole process of like, I'm dying. I died and now help my family grieve. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I guess I, um, I've learned something already about that because that's, uh, such a more like rounded, well rounded, um, idea of what I had originally had. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'd really like, oh, oh, go ahead. No, you go. Go, go. Yeah, I was going to say that, like, it's making me now really want to hear more about, like, what you offer in your uh, 
true nature legacies business? Like what, what does that look like? We kind of touched on it a bit in our prep about legacies and um, what you do there. So please yeah. tell me more. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Um, So if a person asked me, when should I consult an end-of-life doula or a death doula? Mm -hmm. Anytime. Don't wait for that terminal diagnosis or to be on your deathbed. Um, Everyone should have an advanced care plan. And a lot of people don't know about those. And I mean, that would be a podcast all by itself, getting into that. But it's much different than a will. It you know, what if you fainted and your neighbor called the ambulance and you couldn't speak for yourself? Well, you should have an advanced care plan, you know, for all kinds of things. So, and you, like I say, you can, I tell people living your true nature, living in what really resonates with you and serving others, like, that is your true nature. That will be your legacy, right? Helena, I'll always remember you. You were the gal that taught me how to get my shimmy on, right? (laughs) (laughs) You'll be known as the belly dancer girl. And in all the projects that you and Patsy do for yourselves and others, you're living within your true nature. You know, this podcast is your true nature so that's going to be your legacy that's going to carry on when you're gone but how can we preserve that for you you know or it could just be a a lap quilt a memory box a scrapbook but there are so many ways Mm -hmm. so you don't just for me as a deaf doula don't wait until you're dying let's you know, get creative and preserve the work that you're doing now. And when you're getting ready to die, a death doula will help you do a life review. Uh, We're not counselors, we do not replace counselors, but we will help you do a life review. So do you need to make amends somewhere in your life before you die? Is there some guilt, guilt or resentment somewhere? It may not have to be a face-to-face meeting with anybody. Maybe we can create a little ritual or a ceremony to let that go. It almost sounds like um, it could be a service that's utilized at any time. And I mean, the reality is we're, we're dying every day. Yeah. Death is <laughs> we're getting, death we're is getting closer. Every day. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, direction is there some forgiveness that needs to be let go for yourself or Mm -hmm. someone else again it doesn't have to be a Mm face-to-face we can create a little ritual ceremony to help you let that go and it all helps in the process of dying because when you're getting ready to die it's hard to let go because you know those things are weighing you down when you die yeah and we can talk about your stuff. You know, what about all your stuff? Like my mom died in 2021 and she had all this stuff, you know, and so many of us live such minimalist lives now. We don't want all this stuff, right? Yeah, I sure don't want to unload it on somebody else. 
Yeah, so what's a gentle, dignified way we can help you clear out your stuff, you and your family help with the stuff, you know, and not just ruthlessly take it to the landfill, right? There's uh -huh. got to be a, a gentle, dignified way. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Death Doula can be a family mediator. And if it gets too messy, you go see the professionals, but we can be a mediator and helping you have those tough conversations with your family you know what your wishes are and what you'd like to see yeah That's so, awesome. so many conversations that don't happen that really need to happen mm -hmm. and you know you don't need to wait until you're on death's door to do that mm -hmm. no right or try to initiate it yourself like yeah. you know it's nice to think that there could be somebody there that's just a professional and like you know you don't have to be like oh do I do I talk to my family about this over dessert do I tell them on a <laughs> Saturday you know like you know it's just like you just have this professional that comes in and just like takes control of the situation and knows how to say it and the right things to say and you know helps you through it because I'm you know if, if you are um dying you know, you don't always really want to have to take that um, on yourself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I really want to touch on to our fur babies, our pets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. We yeah. can doula your fur babies. That's amazing. And yeah. So, and there are so many options for pets now, right? Because the business realizes their family too. There's pet funeral homes and cremation services. And, you know, maybe you can find a vet that will come into your home and euthanize your pet, not going to the clinic. Yeah. I saw, um, I saw a post the other day where somebody was saying like, when I die, please let my animal see my body. Yeah. Like, let my pet, let my dog see my body. So like my, so my dog doesn't think that I abandoned her. Right. Uh, I even thought of that. I know. And I was like, yes, like, yeah, let my, let my pets see my body. Like, absolutely. No matter yeah. how I die, like, I want to put that in my will. Like I want, like, no matter how I die, please let my animals see my body. So they know that I died. Let them the lay animals. on the bed with you. If they, yeah. you know, let them be part of it. Um, and, yeah. you know, and if you have, you know, the time has come, you've got little Rosie, your dog you've had for 18 years, you know, you're going to have to euthanize her. Hmm. Well, maybe have a little ceremony at home before that happens, you know, have yeah. a couple of girlfriends okay. over, give her her last little kisses. Or yeah. do you want to have a little ritual and give her a, a little special bath? Like, you know, yeah. and go and, for ice cream. <laughs> yeah, or whatever. And yeah. I know, and I, try to encourage people with this one but I know it's a tough one yeah. take your dog to the clinic to have her euthanized and you wait in the waiting room uh -uh. or go home right no mm -hmm. because you just can't bear it you just can't yeah. bear I know it. somebody that did that and I I mean I know that that's how that person had to deal with it but I I can't imagine Oh, yeah. And I'm not knocking anyone that chooses not no, to, I know. but I encourage that, you know, there's the little doggy who has been with you for 18 years, and you send them into this bright, unfamiliar surroundings. Yeah. I know it's quick and peaceful, but they're with these strangers, mm. and you're in the waiting room. Like, yeah. if you can find it at the bottom of your heart 
to stay with that. Yeah, it's just yeah, like their last moment. To sing, but yeah, I just like in their I last trade that for the world. Yeah, I know. I just their their last moments. I wouldn't want my dog thinking, "Where is she?" Yeah, that's, right. You know, like because that's probably what they would be thinking. Like that would be their last thought is like, "Where is she?" Yeah. Right. And I couldn't bear that personally, and I know a lot of people have a hard time, but you know, I feel like that's my duty to yeah. take them all the way. You know, right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So do you want to talk? Oh, sorry. (laughs) I'm glad you brought that up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So any questions or anything, or do you want me to move on to the next little? Yeah. What do you, what what do you, what do you got? (laughs) Well, I just wanted to share with some people that um, creating sacred space when you're getting ready to die. It could be in a hospital room. It could be in a hospice room. Like I'm not knocking any clinical settings if that's what you choose. But 90% of the people want to die at home. Yeah. Right. If there's any way possible. So when you're going to die at home or no matter where you die, it's a sacred space. It's a sacred space for that transition. Right. And so let's get that sacred space ready. Mm. Um, You know, where do you want your bed? Do you want to be looking at the window? Do you want to be looking at the TV at the fireplace? Like, you know, what is important to you? Do you want to clutter free or, you know, just get rid of all your stuff and clutter free? Or do you want pictures of your, all your grandchildren and your souvenirs from around the world? What does that look like to you? Um, yeah, do you want it light and bright? You want the curtains pulled and the lights on and the windows up? Or do you want it dark like a cocoon? Mm-hmm. You know, what does that look like for you? Interesting. I never would have thought of that, but that's, yeah. yeah. Right. And music, sense, like, mm-hmm. and, you know, if you don't have these wishes written down or arranged with your doula, you know, your brother Bubba comes in to sit with you for a few hours and, oh, she said she wanted music and she always liked the smell of lavender so he comes in and cranks his country playlist and starts <laughs> spraying back from the dead. Turn <laughs> that shit off. No, I'm just <laughs> the breeze through the room. And all you wanted was a little background Native American flute oh, and, yeah. and your diffuser with your, you know, favorite essential oils. Mm-hmm. That's what you meant. And maybe but- you don't even want your brother there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, true story. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, it's, it's interesting. Like those are details that like I wouldn't have thought of. And if you're in a state where you're not really like, you know, feeling like you're going to be telling people if you want light or dark or music or sense, like it's good to have that arranged before. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's something you don't have to worry about during that time. So that's right. great. That's, yeah. And- and how many people do you want in the room? Do you just want your partner while you're dying? Or do you have a big Italian family and you want, you know, 15, 20 of them while you're dying? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And, you know, so, and I, I offer 
my offerings, like I do sound healing and things like that too, right? Like mm -hmm. if you want a little crystal bowl, we can do a meditation, uh, we can do a guided imagery. It all helps you with your pain management and your yeah. stress levels. And I mean, you could create a, your own guided imagery, right? Going mm -hmm. back to the cottage or whatever it calms you. The family can be part of that guided imagery when you're all getting stressed out. So let's just sit down and go to the lake for a few minutes, you know, yeah. just just do a few breaths and yeah so anything that anyone wants in those type of offerings and the you know the natural alternatives like yeah drumming well people mm -hmm. think not a big loud drum no maybe you just want the sound a soft sound of a heartbeat or yeah. you know just like a yeah. or something mm -hmm. yeah exactly Cool. So, yeah, and so the doula can be the overseer of the room too, right? Oh, you know, she's too tired or whatever, only five minutes or one person at a time, or, you know, that can be done. Like the and event planner for death. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah, and so it's a sacred space, as I say. So we keep it a positive space yeah mm -hmm. sure and before you come in to visit if you can take the time just to ground yourself just brush off that energy from mm -hmm. the outside world right like but when you come in no bickering with your family members right. in the room yeah. take it outside mm -hmm. and no talking about the person in the bed oh she's had a horrible day she slept all day she's hallucinating and right and no doom and gloom oh, from the outside you know don't get scrolling on your phone and sharing all the corruption from outside you know right yeah we're keeping that space sacred and positive and hearing is the last sense to go right so they may yeah. appear and they don't hear you or know what's going on they yeah. know what's going on Wow, yeah. So we need to keep that. Yeah. So we can find all this at truenaturelegacies.ca. Yeah, pretty much. Awesome. Yeah. And you said you're on Facebook, True Nature Legacies with Jennifer? Yeah. Okay. Right. Awesome. Right. Yeah. Fascinating yeah. stuff. That's really like that's a lot of insight. That's um you have a lot of um wisdom and uh i can see why you're so um passionate about this you're mm -hmm. very knowledgeable and uh yeah i am actually tempted to like start this process for myself now even though i'm not even 40 yet <laughs> <laughs> well i think yeah. i think too it's not only knowledgeable but i'm intuitive right yeah. so we need yeah, to follow are. that mm -hmm. as well right mm -hmm. yeah. and i just yeah. want to touch on the hallucinations uh, say if you were with a loved one while they were dying and they were, you know, hallucinating all day mm. while they're staring and they're reaching out and they're talking to somebody, you know, they're not hallucinating. No, they actually see what's there. The veil is getting <laughs> thin. Yeah. The veil is getting thin and they're seeing the spirit world and they're talking to their helpers and their guides and maybe a past loved one, like to us in the human world, 
it seems like they're hallucinating. They're not hallucinating. They're seeing more than. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you're blessed to be sitting in that to witness that transformation. Right. So don't see it as traumatic. Like you're, you're blessed to be part of that. For sure. And what if they died, like died right now? Like, what do you do? nothing have a plan yeah <laughs> nothing yeah. nothing don't bolt and call 911 and the ambulance and start all that frenzy mm. just sit with it mm-hmm. like hold it's that the most space. peaceful time when yeah, you, that, yeah. the spirit world is still in motion right yeah. that transformation mm-hmm. yeah. we can't see it but it's still happening mm-hmm. and you know, cry or pray or whatever, but just sit with it and hold that space and just be. Mm-hmm. Do you want to sing a song or do you want to light a candle or, you know, and when you're ready, call 911 or go have a pee, whatever you got to do. But yeah. 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 yeah so that time. that's yeah. some good advice. Yeah, that's very good. And um, we really appreciate you telling us about this and um maybe providing... even again for the advanced care plan yeah some more information on that because that'd be cool to know oh yeah that's a very important tool and and two my death doula work has opened me up into the world of grief too right so mm-hmm. I am just it's incredible and that's not just death right there's so much grief work and I've yeah, been... I feel like we've only skimmed the surface here and like oh, we yeah. talk and we should talk again about more grief issues, more advanced care and yeah. uh, really dig deep into like some of the stuff. I'm so fascinated. Uh, so yeah, that was fantastic. And well, we thank, thank you so much for, uh, for taking the time to share really that. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thank you for taking the time and talking about death with me. I don't get invited to very many dinner parties, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're always invited to the Witchy Lifestyle podcast. Anybody that is listening, reach out anytime if you want to do a podcast with us, the witchy lifestyle at gmail.com. You can also find us on TikTok, the dot witchy dot lifestyle. And um, if you're listening to us, you probably already know how to find our podcast. Um, but you could also be on Spotify, Apple podcast or Substack. So we're gonna um, wrap this one up. And uh, thanks again, Jennifer. And until next time, stay, stay witchy. witchy. Thanks, Jennifer. Thanks, girls. Thanks.